Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. So you, you don't know when I tell people that you need to be, according to uh, Hebrews chapter 13, you need to be submitted to your elders because they watch over your soul. Uh, you never think that, well, who do you submit to? Of course, you know that I have uh, mentors who are uh, in, in Grace Church International, which is now called Impact Churches. Um, but I also had to be submitted to the elders here at Cornerstone. And so when they told me they didn't want me to step foot on this property and go in this building, Sam really, he, he really got nasty with me, I'm telling you. He, <laughs> he said, if, if, if you go in that building, because Ms. Dorsey told me, told Sam that I was coming over, over there to pray, and which I was not coming over there to pray, but he said, hey, look, if you go over there to pray, if you go, you go in that church, I'm going to tell Jerry, I'm going to tell, tell everybody in Impact Churches, and, and we're going to get on your case. I said, okay, brother, I won't, I won't go in the building. You know? So I've been submitted to my elders for this length of time, even though the doctor released me to uh, be able to teach even back when I first came back from the hospital. So, but it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I, I, I really appreciate the elders. Now, that, now, you know I had pneumonia. Of course, not the college students. You didn't know that. But I did, and I was in the hospital, I think, four or five days. And, and the doctors really thought I had lung cancer, and, uh, but I didn't. And so, uh, but I did have an area in my right lung, uh, in the middle part of my right lung, that has fluid in it, and they couldn't get it out. Uh, so um, he said, we're going to have to try search, uh, several things to try to get this uh, fluid out. And I don't know what they're going to do. They try, they're trying this, they're trying that. And so, so anyway, I do cough uh, a lot at home a lot of times. And um, if I cough up here, know that it's not because I want to. <laughs> it's because I can't help it. <laughs> uh, but anyway... We'll, we'll see what God does. Anointing is always uh, good, so it, you should always come to church when you, when you, even if you don't feel well, as long as you're not contagious or anything like that, because the anointing is here that God will take care of you. And he has never failed me yet. And I mean, I'm talking about over 19 years, he, uh, I have not missed a Sunday uh, being able to speak probably about two or three times in 19 years. Um, and, and, and God is good. But it's only because of his grace. Now, today, we're starting on a new series called Transformed. And this is part one. And I'm going to tell you why we're doing this series. Uh, is uh, we're, we're doing it because we need, honestly, to change. That's what transform means. It's to change. And we have several analogies, uh, but we're going to use the cell boat and the cell twice. And then by the third message, we'll start using probably a butterfly and, and a, a caterpillar and things like that. Uh, and the children are doing the same messages uh, in children's church. And we'll be memorizing the same scripture. They'll be memorizing things like that. Uh, but I use the cell boat because a lot of times Christianity... I think that we are, a lot of times, being in the boat 
with sails that are not up. The sails are down in the boat. We have the, we have the poles and everything for the sails, the ropes for the sails, but we just get in a boat called Christianity. And therefore, we are subject to every wind or doctrine that comes along. We are subject to be pushed here, pushed there. We're not making the progress that God wants us to make because we are not using what God has called us to use. If you have a sailboat, you use the sails. If we have a motorboat, you have to use the motor. Uh, if you have a steamboat, you have to, you know, put uh, some coal, wood, or something in this in this boiler so you can get the steam so it can move. So a sailboat, to me, is like um, the effort that we have to use in order for the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow us in the direction that he wants us to go and to make progress. Because if you don't have the sail up, if the wind goes one way, it's going to take the boat one way, the same way. It's going to just push the boat. And so we have to put ourselves up, use it skillfully, so the Holy Spirit can take us continuously in the direction that, that he wants us to go. So that's what we are uh, concentrating on today. Now, I was, I, I was looking at a newspaper, and this is, I guess, a U.S. Today newspaper, and it has some interesting thing in it, things in it. I want you to know that society is changing. It's changing. And we have, to, we have to realize that we are called to be in step with the Holy Spirit. Regardless of what society is doing, we are called to let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow us in the direction that he wants us to go, not go by the wind and things and the doctrines of society. And, and I was uh, reading this thing and, and um, that the paper was saying transgender rule blocked in Texas. And what, what it was is that in Texas, uh, they have said that, hey, when you start school, when school opens, whoever thinks they're a girl, they can go in the boys' bathroom or the girls' bathroom. They can go in any bathroom they want to because we, we want equality. And so they said that a boy, if he thinks he's a girl, can go into the girls' bathroom with the girls. He can go in the girls' shower room after he's with the, with the girls. Now, I don't know about you, but that is not kosher with me. And so... But society is getting a lot of different ways like that. And, and so God has said, like in Proverbs, it, it, it tells us, uh, I think it's Proverbs, probably 1130, it says that, or uh, the second part of it says that, he who wins souls is wise. And part of that winning souls is that when you get close to a person, it's not only just salvation, and we know we can't save anybody anyway, but we can be used by God to, for the salvation. Uh, but we can get close to people and interact with people enough that we can influence them and influence their soul. And that's what that verse is saying, more than the other part of the verse. Uh, it's saying that 
Get close enough to people so that you can influence them. In the church of the living God, I want whoever wants to come in to come in. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they're fornicators. I don't care if they're adulterers. I don't care if they're uh, transgender. I don't care if they're homosexuals. I don't care if, if they're liars. I don't care. I don't care who. Because God, he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. None of us, none of us were, was, at least I was, we weren't all that before we got saved. We were, come on, we were just like that. We might not have, we, we might not have been uh, a, a, a rogue or stiller, uh, you know, but we, I know all of you have lied sometime or another. I'm serious. All of us stole sometime or another. If nothing but a pencil, you know, from somewhere, you know, or ink pen from the bank. Come on. They send that thing off and that little, that little round thing. Man, I keep that thing. Uh, have y'all ever kept a pen that was in that little round thing? Yeah, I mean, now since I'm saved, I ask them, hey, can I have this? Because usually it has their little thing on it. And, 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 and I, people steal. Come on. But isn't that what church is for? They're for the, the people who not only are saved and want to grow in the Lord, but it's also for those who are unsaved because God wants to save their soul. Jesus taught uh, the only ones who, who really uh, gave Jesus a big-time problem were the Pharisees who thought they were, were so holy. And I want, he came to save sinners. That's what he came to do. And that's what we have to do. But we are not going to compromise. Do you hear what I'm saying? We're not compromising. There's no such thing as political correct in the church. It's scriptural correctness in the church. That's what it is. And that's what we're going to teach. That's what we're going to go by. Uh, so if you don't like it, you know, uh, you know, because I don't care what your political uh, persuasion is, it matters little to me. Little. But I do care whether you care what God says in his word. That's what I care. Let's open our Bibles to uh, look at the screen. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I think I want to go to. I want to go to verse 9. And it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So, people who are, they've asked me in my, my life group, uh, I think it was last year, year before last, or something like that, uh, to teach on how do you witness to homosexuals. And, and God loves the person. I don't care what you have done if he loves the person. 
and we have to know how to minister to people. But don't be so hard on homosexuals and don't be and, and be easy on fornicators. I don't know how many people I've tried to get to know when I go to the doctor's office different places that they t- they they say, well, I ask them, do they go to church? They say, yeah, yeah. I say, you, you, you um, you're married? No, not not married. I have a boyfriend, and I ask him a serious question: Do y'all live together? He said, well, that, that man, that's that's weird. Why would you ask somebody that some person like that? Well, I wouldn't have asked them that if I hadn't been seeing them enough to get close enough to them to ask them. And so they say, yeah, yeah, we live together. I said, y'all going to get married? They say, yeah, we're going to get married at some point in time, but I'm not ready yet. Uh, but we go to church every Sunday. So, okay, okay. Now, you know, it's a lot of people that's like that in society, especially young people. Now, I'm going to tell you that God wants us to minister to people like that. And so that's in the same category. Fornicators in the same category with homosexuals. So let's be hard on sin. Okay? But not the sinner. Okay? That's very important uh, for us. Uh, so I, I w- that's why I'm teaching this because I know that if I have weaknesses in my area that I'm not transformed in, these people can see it. People can tell a hypocrite. If you work with people enough, they can tell whether you are slacker. They can tell whether you are late on your job. They can tell you whether you, uh, whether you are a womanizer. They can tell you all these things because they watch you. And then if you're going to witness to them, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. So we have to do some changing. And changing is called transformation. It's called renovation. Renewing. Other words for, for that. So we have to, we have to do that. Uh, we, we can't be, we can't be hypocrites in this church of the living God. We have to be working on ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on us so that we can move and flow like we should. Because we have a world that needs us, all of us. We really do. That's the reason for, part of the reason for the message. And I know I get tired, tired of just me being the same way with a weakness are weaknesses that I have. I, I really get tired of it sometimes, uh, even, even like yesterday. I was talking to John on the phone, and John said, hey, can you get the banner? I said, Sir, my office is locked up, but I'm home. He said, well, okay. Uh, I don't know what we can I guess I can write it on a piece of paper. And I knew he wanted me to go over to get that, that thing. So I said, oh, I, I'll go over and get it. I'll go over and get the banner if you want me to. What time do you want me to have, have them? He said, by 12 o'clock. I said, okay. And then he said, well, because I get a ride over, I think, I think my wife going to come, you know, because my car, brakes go, gave out. I saw your van out there. And, and um, so I was talking to somebody on the phone when he called me, and then I had to call him 
uh, back when I finished talking to him. And I, I do what I do sometimes that irritates me. I tend to prioritize what I'm doing rather than what somebody else wants me to do. That's called selfishness. Okay, in case you don't know. It's called selfishness. And so, and John, I didn't have my phone with me. I didn't ignore your calls and text. I didn't have my phone with me. Uh, and so I got over here, and oh, my goodness, Lee was here. Lee Green was here, and I said, oh, no, not Lee. Oh, my goodness gracious, not Lee. Anybody but Lee, you know, because <laughs> I hold Lee in high esteem. He's supposed to... I mean, he gonna think I'm, I'm backslidden, you know. <laughs> and I said, "Well, forgive me, forgive me, Lee, for being late." He said, "I forgive you, brother." I said, "You have to because you taught a message last week on forgiveness." <laughs> yeah. But see, Lee, he's gracious. He's gonna forgive me anyway. But the first thing that came out of my mouth when I said, "Please forgive me," I wanted to. Next thing came up, well, you know, I thought he was gonna, not going to get over here by 12, so there was no need for me. You know, excuses. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Excuses. And I was telling Minerva, my wife, I said, well, you know, I have this problem is that I, I look at the clock, and when I was talking to him, I think it was about 11.23, and I said, well, oh, I can get over there this little time, and so I can, don't have to do it. You know, I don't have to get up right now and do this. I, it's a, it's some, something in my mind that needs renewing to getting where I'm supposed to be before time so that when 12 o'clock comes, those, those banners would have been outside my door like they're supposed to be. And Ms. Dorsey has been so gracious. She told me, well, I used to, I teach, I taught my children uh, to be 15 minutes early. And so if Sam is ever late, it's a miracle if he's ever late. Because uh, <laughs> he, he's been taught 15 minutes early. So he's going he's gonna to go to work. He's going to sit out there and read his Bible. He's going to be there early. He coming here for elders meeting. He's going to be early. I mean, you can count on it. He's going to be early. He has a class. He's going to be early. Early. And me, I said, okay. I can get there. I got 15 minutes. I can be there in 15 minutes. And I pull up at 9 o'clock, and that was me starting at 9 o'clock. And I'm, I'm getting out of my car. There's something wrong with my mind that needs to be renewing. Do you hear what I'm saying? It needs to be changed. Because don't you know that there are sinners that are on time? Really? And if, if I'm always late, then, and I say, well, Hey, you shouldn't be living with this girl. The first thing he thinks, well, who are you talking about? You shouldn't be late all the time. And lateness is not the same as that, but both of them are sin. How, how would you like for Jesus Christ to be late all the time? We always say, God is never late. He's always on time. He's not on our time. He's on his time, but he's always on time, isn't it? Aren't you, aren't you glad that when, if he says that he's going to come at a certain time, he's going to come. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. 
well, that's what I want my word to be just like that. Well, I need to be transformed in that area. Now, I got other areas, uh, uh, but I'm just telling you that that's one area. And so I'm giving you an assignment today, and that assignment, I'm, I'm skipping over some notes and stuff like that, but I'm going to come back to some. Uh, the assignment is that I want you to memorize Romans 12. Let's turn to it. Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2. I want you to memorize that. I know, I know all of you, a lot of you already know it. Probably most of you already know it. And because of the graciousness of God, starting in verse 25 of verse, of, of verse chapter 11, he was talking about, I'm giving you the backdrop, he was talking about how God has shut everybody up in sin so that we all have to come by Jesus Christ, by grace. And even though the Gentiles are coming in now, don't think that the Jews are not going to come back in. Because they are. Because the, the gifts and calls of God are irrevocable. And he shed all things up in disobedience that he might have mercy on all. Then it says on verse 33 of chapter 11, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgment and untraceable his ways. Then it says in verse 36, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory Forever. Amen. Then he starts off in, in, in chapter 12 saying, Therefore, because of what, all, all the, the, the riches of God, what he's done, he, he's, he's opened a way for us to be saved. We're not Jews. We weren't, we weren't his chosen people. But he made a way for, for all nations to be saved. God is so good. He says that, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. This is what I want you to memorize. Verse 2. In the translation you want it to be in. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, don't be fashioned to the same pattern, the outward pattern of the world. Don't be put in their bunt pan. Don't be come out, everybody is like this uh, cookie cutter. We are not all going to be like the world wants us to be. Don't be conformed to the world system. That's what I'm saying. But be transformed. That transform is changed. Be transformed, and it's a continual process there. Continue to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove what, is the, what the will of God is. That good and acceptable acceptor doesn't mean, well, he accepts this. It's not the best, but he accepts it. No, that accept is well-pleasing. That's what that, that means in Greek. Well-pleasing and perfect will of God is. We can know the, the perfect will of God if we renew this mind. 
But if our mind is not renewed, we're not going to know the perfect will of God. We don't know what's that well-pleasing. We don't know what's that good because we confuse it with what the world is doing and what the world is saying and what we think. So God has told us to be transformed. Continual process. I want to be transformed. And next week we're going to talk about spiritual transformation. The week after that, we'll talk about mental transformation. The week after that, uh, part four, is emotional transformation. How many of you know that uh, we got to get our emotions under control? Got to get it under control. Got to get it under control. And we're going we're gonna to go from there. We're going we're gonna to talk about some of the emotions that sometimes is, is um, uh, uh, in society that people tend to ignore and they think it's okay. Like be angry and sin not is a scripture. So we, we, we memorize that scripture. We quote that scripture. Well, I can be angry if I want to. Scripture says be angry and sin not. As long as I don't throw you out of the house, I'm okay. No. No. We, we're going we're gonna to be transformed in that area. We're going to be just like Christ in that area because Christ, if he's angry, he's not going to throw anybody out of the house, is he? If he's angry, the, the, the Hebrew children, Israel, was not pleasing to God. All the, from, from when he brought them out of Egypt, they were not pleasing to him. Uh, when they had to go around the wilderness 40 times because they had, they had uh, tested him 10 times and he got tired. He said, that's it. That's it. Those who are 20 years and old, 20 years and, and, and under, uh, under 20, you'll make it. But those 20 years and, and above, you've been counted as, as, as can go to war. You are not going to make it. You're going to fall in this wilderness. And God was so gracious, their feet didn't swell. Their, 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 their clothes didn't wear out. Come on, is that right? He gave them food, rained down from heaven. He gave them water from the rock, the rock of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, he looked at them, didn't he? He's so good. And, and, and David would say, hey, uh, through the prophet, he said, okay, you have sinned. What do you want God to do to you? He said, don't turn me over to man, because man doesn't have mercy. Turn me over to God. Because he knew that God had mercy. Yeah. And so that's what we want. We want to be like God, don't we? There are consequences for mistakes, but he, we want to be like Jesus, don't we? We have, I had three things that I wanted to uh, share with you. One was, you know, why I teach on transformation is because of the, the body of Christ um, the, the, the vision of the body of Christ for, for Jesus Christ, that vision is transformation. It's transformation. Like, like, let's say, be connected to God. In John 15, 5, you cannot, you can't do anything apart from Jesus Christ because he's divine. Right? We're the brand. If, you, if, you, if you're cut off from, from the vine, you can forget it. Okay? Or be connected to the body. You cannot grow apart from the body. It says that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, you can't grow without the body. God has, has made it so our growth process 
is tied in with one another. We can't isolate, isolate ourselves. Be connected to a ministry. We grow because every single person has a part to play. Everyone has a gift from God. Everyone has, a, has, has something that God has, has anointed you to do. And I was talking to a person all day. I said, look, you have a gift. And don't get upset because your gift you don't like. Because they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't like their gift. I said, be thankful that God has anointed you to do this. And I said that a lot of people, they, they told me, I, 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 don't want to, I don't want this gift. I want to do what I like to do. I said, what you like to do might not be what God has gifted you to do. There's plenty of people like to sing. You know, I'm serious. But if they got up here in a microphone, no one would be blessed. No one would be blessed. Because the anointing is not there for that. But if you stay in your gift area, everybody gets blessed. And so all of you are gifted in something, and the body grows when we all use our gifts because none of us have the same gift and the same um, amount of anointing in those areas. You have, you have teachers. You have people who serve, but some people teach certain ways. Some serve this way. You need all of those. And we need everybody. We also need to be connected to the world because in Matthew 28:19, of course, says, "Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations." So, see that. In other words, I'm telling you that transformation is in the vision. Also, we need we need um, transformation because. You're not going to, and I'm not going to affect anybody, change anybody, win souls, if I'm not transformed. I need to get rid of some of this, this, this baggage that I'm carrying around. Do you hear what I'm saying? And it's, it, all of us need to do that because, believe me, all of us have a little something in our suitcase that, that we need to get rid of. Okay? We need to get rid of. And so the assignment is memorize Romans chapter 12, verse 2. What does it say? Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the ruin of our minds so that we'll know what that, what? Okay, what the will of God is, that, that good, that uh, acceptable or well-pleasing and perfect will of God is. Okay? Also, ask God, what area in my life do you want transformed? Because I have several things that need transforming. And how many of you know that you don't go to, you don't go to the hospital and they operate on everything that's wrong with you at one time? They don't do that. God doesn't either. So what does he want to do? Now, you can ask somebody, and they might tell you what they think. You need, this is what you need to ask. You don't have to ask God. Ask me. This is what you need to do. No, no. 
Ask God. Now, God might lead you to ask that person, and that person, a lot of times, especially if they are close to you, they can tell you. But you've got to take that back to God because you want to you obey God and not man. Is that correct? Okay. The next thing is I want you to listen for God's voice. Because if you ask him what area, obviously you want to hear what area. Is that correct? So I've given you three assignments, but it's one assignment, actually. Memorize Romans 12, verse 2, and, and all you have to do is meditate on it, and you'll memorize it. Meditate on it. Ask God what area, and then uh, to listen for him. Is that okay? Okay, that's very good. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have communion now. Uh, isn't God good? I mean, God is so good. Whew, my goodness gracious. And I'm, I'm, saying, I'm only saying that because I haven't gone 30 minutes without coughing in probably since the last time I talked. You know, I'm serious. I am serious. God, God is good. God is good. I mean, he is so good. We're going to have communion now. With the, with the people who will serve communion, come up, please. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net. Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.